Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. How many know the things that we're seeing in this world is demons? That stuff that happened yesterday is not just something good. It's demons. The stuff that we're facing in this world that we're hearing that, that don't even make sense is demonic. And we have to realize it's a spiritual warfare that we're fighting, and we've got to fight it the right way. Amen. we've got to fight it by the Word of God, and we've got to fight it by prayer. So June 12th, please write that down. That's two weeks from this Sunday. Uh, that's not that every Sunday is not important, but I wanted to give a couple weeks in advance for you to be prepared for that, not to miss that, and to invite some people. Amen? So tonight, I want to talk about what happened yesterday. I woke up. I didn't even know. I thank God I don't watch the news. There's nothing good on it. And usually the news finds me because I don't look for it. I try to stay away from it because it's depressing. And uh, I happened to see it, uh, something on Twitter. And I don't, I don't get on Twitter, even Twitter that much. But that's how I found out about it last night. And as soon as I woke up this morning, the, Spirit, the, Lord, the Spirit of the Lord just stirred me up to preach this message. And, and one word, which I'm going to share with you in a moment, came to my spirit. But how me know this hits home. This is Texas. And you heard what Jesse said. It hit real home. Family members in the same city, possibly in the same classroom that could have been there. And so we, we, have, we have at least three or four teachers in our, in our church here that teach at schools that could have been them, amen? It's, it's a real, real situation. And I want to talk tonight what the Bible says about what happened and why, because it's interesting to me that when something like this happens, everybody in the world says, why? And why did this happen? And why aren't we doing this? And why aren't we doing that? And why, 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 why? There's lots of whys. And I tell you, the Bible has the answers, amen? So let's get our Bibles open to the book of, uh, I'm going to have you go to the book of First John, and just be there, First John, because the first verse I'm going to read is just a quick one, but it's the most important one. But you don't need to turn there because I'm going to put it up on the screen in a second. But we're going to be in First John for several verses, chapter 3. But here's the answer to why. Here's why something so demonic. Shake the, or, or elbow the person next to you. Make sure they're awake. I got some people sleeping in here. I know it feels good. Amen. It's not hot tonight, is it? I'm not going to ask you which one you like better because it seems like when you're hot, you're mad. When you're cold, you're mad. I don't know. I, I prefer this. Amen. Thank God. So here's the word. Put it up on the screen if you would. Here's the reason why that shooting took place. Lawlessness. It's not because God doesn't love people. It's because there's a spirit of lawlessness in this world. And this spirit has always been but the Bible tells us, and Jesus told us, that as we got closer and closer to his return, church, and help me know that his return is any moment. Every time we see something like this happen, we can't just go, oh, just another thing. It's another warning sign that we're closer to the trumpet sounding, amen? And we got to remember that we're, we're going to get out of here, praise God. How many are glad we're going to get out of this messed up world and go to a place that the Lord has prepared? And you can say, you know what, I love this world and I don't want to go. Well, you stay here then because I'm going. I'm, I've, if Jesus said I can go, I'm going. So I'm ready, I'm watching, I'm looking, but I'm occupying until he comes. But he said as we get closer to that return, he said this spirit will be more and more rampant. Here's what Matthew 24 verse 12 says. Very prophetic chapter. And because lawlessness will what? Abound. It doesn't say it will exist. 
it will abound. That's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing lawlessness abound. It's everywhere. And it says, when that happens, here's the problem. And what a great lead or follow-up to Pastor Bland's great message on Sunday about not drifting away. Because this is what the, this is what the devil wants. The devil wants the church to see all this lawlessness and all this wickedness and all this horrible tragedy, and he wants us to turn away from the faith. Because you know what? The world, they're just going to keep doing their drugs. The world's just going to keep drinking up. The world's just going to keep filling in all what they've been doing. But the church who's trying to, trying to live for God, how many know you can get a little bit frustrated with all these things happening over and over? And so it says, and the love of many will grow cold. And the King James says, wax cold. Wax cold. The love of many will grow wax cold. Amen? Lord, just for a few moments, open the ears and the hearts and the minds and the spirits of your people. Help me get what I have in my spirit out, Lord, tonight, and help us to help use this situation as an opportunity, Father. Another opportunity to preach your word and be hope in the hopeless world and light in darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. So in that tragic shooting, 19 people, 19 uh, people died, two, uh, 19 children and two teachers, <clears throat> all elementary age. And I was thinking about this 18-year-old, and I was reading up a little bit that that was the 14th major school shooting in the last 19, 19, 20 years, with 169 people killed in the last 20 years, school shootings. I was looking back at history. I like to look at history, and there's, just so you know, there's always been, there's been lots of school shootings. The school shootings aren't necessarily new, but I, when I was looking back all the way to the 1700s, there were school shootings a lot. They were never massive, though. They were never mass school shootings. It was one-to-one. -one. Someone would be mad. Many of them were students that got mad at teachers for punishing them. And they'd go shoot the teacher the next day. I said, many of them. But the mass ones of, of killing people who have totally innocent, have nothing to do with anything, started the last 20 years ago, most known for Columbine back in Colorado. And there's been 14 major shootings since then. But what's going on is this spirit of lawlessness is happening, and it's rampant, and we have to recognize it, and we have to understand that this is not anything that we should be surprised by, but it's something that we should say we've got to work harder and faster, okay? Because the devil's mad. When you see the rampant lawlessness picking up, it should be a sign to us that the devil knows his time is short, and so he's working extra hard. He's working overtime trying to destroy. What is this? What does the Bible says the devil came to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. So he's doing everything he can to steal, kill, and destroy. But how many know, as horrible and, and tragic as that is that happened yesterday, God himself will take the tragedy and he will turn it into triumph. People will get saved through it. Lives will be changed through it. Families will be turned around through it. We won't see it. We won't see it all. But I promise you, God is always moving and nobody's more upset than God. But this isn't God's fault. This is lawlessness. This is a spirit of lawlessness, and this is our fault. It's our country's fault. It's the world's fault. It's human beings' fault. Here's the definition of lawlessness. Not regulated or based on law. 
you know, we're seeing a difference between just committing a crime and just all out blatantly doing things that, that, that people don't even, don't even care about anymore, about, about laws or, or rules or anything like that. It says not restrained or controlled by law, and I think the best word is unruly. This is an unruly world we live in right now. Amen? How many would agree with that? And I'm thinking people are talking about many things. Everybody's got an answer. Everybody's got an answer. And I've got an answer too, but mine's in the Bible. We need more gun control, and we need more laws, and we need more safety in the schools, and we need all, and those are all things that we probably need. But that's not the problem. The problem is sin. Because the guns are not what kill people. It's the people who hold the guns. And you can make all the laws, let's just be real and have some common sense in here tonight, church. You can make all kinds of rules and make all kinds of background checks and make all kinds of things to keep people from getting guns. Criminals don't do law things. Criminals don't buy guns legally. So those things aren't, those are for law-abiding citizens, a great idea. Doesn't mean we shouldn't try. Doesn't mean all those things shouldn't happen. But bad people do bad things, and they get bad things from bad people. And when someone's going to do something, they're going to, well, there's a will, there's a way. They're going to find a way to get the gun. They're going to find a way, all that stuff. Again, I'm not saying we don't need laws. That's not the problem. The problem is lawlessness. The problem is sin. The problem is people not understanding that the root of the problem in the situation is the family. It's a family problem. These people need to be in church. These people need to be living for God. These people need to be obeying the laws of the Lord and the law of God and the word of God. And somebody's dropping the ball on witnessing to them and preaching to them and sharing their faith with them. That's what they need is Jesus. But the world's not going to see that. They're going to keep on saying we need a law we need this. But I don't hear anybody saying we need God. Not only anybody saying maybe we should change the way we think. It's all about laws and politicians and all these things. But no one, I haven't heard any, I mean, obviously preachers did. I haven't heard anybody in the secular world say, we need to turn back to God, which is what we need to do. In church, that's what our job is. Because one thing I want you to get out of this message is, we cannot control what other people do. But we can control what we do. We can't even control what other churches do. But we can control what our church does. Amen? And our nation, church, has turned its back on God. Now, I want to read a few verses here, if you would, with me in 1 John 3. And then I want to talk a little bit about this shooter. I want to talk about something that disturbs me. And I want to talk about something that's not the only reason, but it's very important. Let's read 1 John chapter 3, talking about lawlessness, and pick up in verse 4. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness as you know and sorry and you know that he was manifested Jesus to take away our sins or in other words to take away our lawlessness you know what that means to me any of us could have done what that boy did you know that's what we do a lot of times we think man how could somebody do that any of us are capable of doing horrible things if we don't control the lawlessness that's in this life 
And so he says, we know that he, he came to take away that. And, and, and as long as we have the control over our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're not going to do those things. But be careful that you lose control over the power of your life and the spirit of lawlessness gets a hold of you. And it says, in him, Jesus, there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteous, righteousness is righteous, just as he, Jesus, is righteous. He who sins is what? Of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. This is nothing new. That people are just doing what sinners are doing what sinners do. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. We have a, we have a Lord who can destroy, destroy these works. But how many know it needs to be destroyed before the guy goes in and shoots 19 children? Something needs to happen before he gets to the place of killing people. We need to understand here in this church, we can't control what happened down in that city, but we can control what happens in our homes. Parents, we have to take responsibility for our kids and our teenagers and our families. That's what we can control. We can control what happens right here. And we can control how we make sure that that doesn't happen at Crum High School or Sanger High School or Sanger Elementary or any of the elementaries in Denton or any of the elementaries around this neighborhood that doesn't become one of our kids. We can control that. Can't we? Yes, we can. But this word is telling us, he says, for this purpose the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Stay with me here. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him. And he cannot sin because he has been born of God. In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. So what we see here is we do what godly people are supposed to do and they do what devil people are supposed to do. You see that? The only difference between us and them is Jesus. It's very important that we understand that tonight. That we don't get this holier-than-thou spirit. That we could, be the, we could be the gunman. We could be the one doing horrible things. But why aren't we? Because Jesus stepped in. Jesus changed our lives. And so children of God act like children of God. And children of the devil act like children of the devil. And our job is what? To get more people to become children of God. And to get less people to become, to be children of the devil. That's our job. That's our call. In your circle of friends, teenagers, in your workplace, adults, in your neighborhood, in your family, you're to be an influence. You're to lift your voice. You're to open your mouth. You're to live your life in such a way that you act like a children of God. Child of God, sorry. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love. Well, I want you to hold that verse up there for a second. Love one another. I like to take responsibility. I had nothing to do with that shooting in te down in Texas, South Texas. But I, it makes me think, how can I be more loving to some people who need love? Some of those people who are the quiet ones. 
the downtrodden, the quiet, the the, the bullied, the messed with, the, the people who don't have anybody telling them hi or giving them the time. How can I personally love these people more? So that they don't ever get to a place where they need to lash out and do something so horrible. How many know we have a responsibility here? We can, we can make a difference. Or we can just say, oh, that's just another shooting. I think we can make a difference. But we got to be like Jesus. We got to preach the truth. We got to love people. We got to tell the truth. Keep reading here. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. See, murder's been around forever, church. It's nothing new. Murder's been around since the very beginning. A brother killed the brother. And you know what I've always said? I was just telling Jimmy this the other day. The scariest person in the world is someone who'll take their own family's life. That's a scary person. Are y'all with me? I mean, when you, when you can kill your own family member, who won't you kill? That's a scary person. And this teenager started off this whole shooting by shooting his own grandma, who he lived with. It's a scary thing that someone could get to a, such a wicked place. I mean, it's one thing in, in your carnal mind to think, man, I, someone messed, messed me over or stole from me or did me wrong or did something to my kids, and I go retaliate. But to do something to your own family members is a whole nother level of sin. But we see way back in the, in the beginning of the Bible, Cain kills Abel. So that lawlessness has always been there, and that's why I say be careful that you think you can't fall. Be careful that you think you can't make those mistakes. That's why we got to cling to God. We got to get a hold of God. We got to humble ourselves and get a hold of Him and get in His presence and fall in love with Him more than we ever have. Why did He murder Him? Why did Cain kill Abel? Because His works were evil and His brothers were righteous. What is this? It's a conflict of souls, it's a collision of souls. It's the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Amen? That's what this is. This is a clashing of the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And it's God against Satan. And it's real. Let's finish right here. Don't marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. I have a question this morning, tonight. How many of us could love better? All of us could love better, right? Couldn't all of us do it? What a perfect start to the revival when Pastor Bland preached on mercy. I can't speak for you, but Lord, help me be more merciful. Help me think more, not about the end result, not about the person who, who horribly took 19 children's life, but what in the world got that man to get to a place where he would kill 19 kids? What goes through a person's mind? Well, we know first and foremost, it's just demonic. It's demon power. But how many know, and this is where I want, I want you to pay real good attention right here, and this isn't going to be anything new, but how many know that to do something that horrible, you have to be influenced? Nobody wakes up one morning, grabs a gun, and goes and kills 19 kids. Something's going on in that man's life. He's thinking about some things. He's planning some things. He's going through some things. And church, I want you to think, I thought about this myself. 
Don't you think we all have some family members who might be in that place? I don't know about you, but I can think of some. I can think of some family members, close family members, who might be in a dangerous place in their life. And, and I can't reach that kid down in, what is it again, Uvalde? I can't reach him down there, but I can reach the family member or the neighbor or the person that God puts in my spirit. This person might be someone who's a little dangerous, who's, who's in a place where they might, they might snap. Is anybody listening to me? Does anybody know somebody like that? All of us do. You think, you're probably thinking of somebody right now who's, who's in that place. But here's what I want to, and this is nothing new, and this is kind of, this will kind of tie into the message a couple weeks down the road. This is very important. I always, I always like to get in the thoughts and the mind. Why? Why? What's going on in that house? First of all, he has a mother of a, that's a drug addict. I don't, know, I don't know if you read when these things happen or if you go, just go, oh, another tragedy. I go read. I go try to figure out what the, what the release on this person's life. Because how many know you got to be pretty doggone messed up to do what he did? Kids. Children. That means there's nothing the devil won't do. So his mom's a drug addict. Horrible life he's living. And so he goes to live with his grandma. He's not graduating high school. But here's, here's what I want to, I, I started to read a few things, and, and I got this. I had already got my message all day long, and just about 4 o'clock, I felt led to go check something on the computer that I hadn't thought about, which was surprising. And in a minute, you all know where I'm going with this. I went and looked up, did he play any video games? Did he play any video games? Or did this guy just wake up one day, and go mass kill everybody. Yeah, he played video games. Now, I haven't hit this for a while, so if you're still a gamer, I'm on you right now, like white on rice. And I'm not talking about some basketball game or football game. Shame on you. Shame on you if anybody in this church is playing any game that is violent. Did you hear me? Anybody. How come I'm getting resistance on that? That's an interesting thing. Not, not very many amens. Shame on anybody in this church. And I don't know of anybody. But if you are playing a violent video game, you should be shamed, ashamed. Any video game that is bloody or taking somebody else's life, you should not be playing. Are you listening to me? I'm not here to be your friend. But somebody needed to tell this boy this. Somebody's parents needed to reach him. And listen, you can't wait till they're 18 years old either. You can't wait till they're grown up. You got to start dealing with them when they're younger. I'm not saying there's no hope for them, but you better start young. I read on this, and listen to this. The shooter, Ramos, made a ter terrifying threat after... Losing the violent video game, Dead by Daylight. If any of y'all know what Dead by Daylight is, shame on you. Without looking it up, because I had no, no idea what it was. Boy, it's interesting that in church you get this kind of resistance. How come it's so quiet in here? Okay, just listening. Amen. All right. You know why? Because this is this, 
Hopefully nobody in this place is. But this is, this is a real root problem. And, 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 I, and I happen to have this on the screen, on this story I'm reading. And I hit play, and it, it's, it's so real, it's crazy. It's so real looking, like you're in the video game. Listen, Shooter Ramos makes terrifying threats after le- losing violent video game Dead by Daylight. And he said, I'm going to go shoot up a school with an AR-15. And he said it hours before he did it. On the video game. Because y'all chat. Well, not y'all. They. I'm going to say they in the name of Jesus. They chat. They chat with each other online. They talk to each other. And he's, he made a threat that was written down and actually given to the FBI by a woman, by a girl, from what I read. And here's the interesting thing. He went to that school at 11 o'clock and, and did this shooting. And he texted some girl at 9.15. And then it says hours before that, he made these threats. So this dude's playing video games at 6 o'clock in the morning. Something's wrong with that. Which means he was probably up all night playing video games. Church, this guy goes into video games and gets ideas. You know who the, and, and listen, I might get in trouble for this, but I don't care. You know who, the, who needs to be the most responsible, and I've said this before for these shootings, is the people who make these video games. No one ever talks about the video games. Gun laws and this and that. How about the people who are making video games that have these teenagers like zombies sitting in front of a TV for hours being trained how to kill people and lose their sense of reality, walk out of the game and go do what they said they're going to do hours later and kill 19 children. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. He was known for many threats while playing Call of Duty. Known. He was Call of Duty obsessed, the words the the stories say. And here's one more thing I'm just going to throw in here that I, I read. This is from the people back to that Dead by Daylight video game. This just doesn't even make any sense. It says, we like to create a safe space where our fans feel secure And that's a core value for us at Dead by Daylight. How do you put core value and Dead by Daylight in the same sentence? That's how messed up this world is. If I was the one playing video games, I hope someone would preach to me and tell me I'm wrong. Because I'm telling you, church, every single time we see a shooting like this, they come from violent video games. And you know what we do? We think maybe, and listen, I don't, know of any, I don't know of anybody's video games habits. I don't know, I promise. I don't know. I'm not in your house. I don't know what you're playing. I'm just saying, if you're playing those games, you shouldn't be. Because they're dangerous. And what you're going to say is, oh, we're Christians and we would never do that. Nobody ever thinks anybody's going to do anything. But you sit there and you lose yourself in these games for hours, hours, and hours, and hours, and hours. And then you go out into life, and you're still in the video game. And you shoot your grandma. That's just a video. I'm still in the video game. This isn't real. Then you go wreck your vehicle, 
and you go to the elementary school you went to, and you shoot 19 kids, but you're still in the video game. At any moment, you're going to come out, take the headphones off, and you're going to be back to life. No, you're dead because somebody shot you after you killed 19 children. Church, this is serious. It's serious. Remember when Pastor Bland mentioned this last week, serious sin? we got to take sin serious. Like I said, how is it possible, if it is, and I hope it's not, that anybody in this church is playing the games that that man played before he went and killed 19 kids? Tell the person next to you, it's a sin issue. Now watch this. I want to read a few more verses here. This world needs God. These teenagers need God. Teenagers, don't, you, you that are right here, don't find your identity in games or people. Find your identity in God. Don't look for the okay of other people. Don't look for to be popular with other people. Just look for identity in God, in Jesus, amen, and who he says you are. You don't need that other stuff. Find people around here who will, who will tell you you're doing the right thing. You're going the right path. We want all of you to know we love you tonight. I, don't, I know it's, this is, listen, I'm going to say this again in a couple weeks. This is the hardest generation to ever live in for teenagers. Hard. Bombarded. I'm thinking back, man, I, didn't even remember, I can't even remember a school shooting when I was in high school. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking, I mean, there was, there was shootings at parties, and there was, I'm not, I, was, I, I grew up in a rough neighborhood too, believe it or not. Rough high school. There was lots of shootings, but not at school. I don't ever remember somebody coming into our school and shooting a bunch of people. I see guns in school and things like that, but this is a different world. But they also didn't have those demonic video games either. Technology. Now watch this. I want you to listen to this statement. It would, this situation and many other ones in the world, would, Okay, the word would, not could, be worse if the church wasn't here. Realize that tonight. That there'd be ten mass shootings going on right now instead of one if the church wasn't here. If there wasn't a church like us and many other others tonight preaching the gospel and trying to hold the line and trying to live the right life and trying to do the right thing, not it, not it could be worse, it would be Worse, look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We're going to end right here. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ, in other words, as, as though Jesus had already come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless first the falling away comes. Church, we are in the falling away right now. We're in that day. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God on the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Anybody that's been in this church or knows your Bible knows that particular verse, verse 4, is a future event. But he says, do you remember when I was still with you? I want you to see this, that I told you these things, 
And now, verse 6, watch this. You know what is restraining. This is why I said it. It would be worse, not could be worse. It would be worse if the church wasn't here restraining. We are holding back. And hopefully, church, we're doing a good job of it. Hopefully, we're doing our part. We can't control what other people do, but we can control what we do. Hopefully, we're doing a good job. Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas, individually in your family, individually in your own life. Hopefully, we're doing a good job restraining, holding that devil back before all hell breaks loose. And that's part of what I'm going to preach on in a couple weeks, that wrath of God that's coming. And you know now what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. He who now restrains, that's the church, will do so until he's what? Taken out of the way. That's where we're, we're going we're gonna to be taken, church. I've told you before, can you imagine what this world is going to look like when the church is gone? In that city of that horrible massacre of horrible sin and blood and ridiculous demonic activity, there's a bunch of people praying. And it still happened. What would have happened if no one was praying in that city? And then the question is, and I'm not judging the city. I don't know the city. I'm just saying, let's put it here. Are we doing our part here in Denton, here in Crum, here in Sanger, to make sure that these things don't happen here. Are we doing our part to restrain? I'm not saying this happened, but what if they dropped the ball up down there? What if the church was asleep and the church was dead and the church wasn't preaching the gospel? It's the church's responsibility to restrain, to preach the truth and to be a difference maker until we're taken out of the way. we got to preach and teach and love and go until he takes us. And then, watch this, verse 8. Then the lawless one will be revealed. We don't even have a clue what it's going to be like for that seven years. But I'm just trying to get you to understand in your mind, just picture millions of people gone from this earth who've been praying every single morning. Lord, cover my kids. Lord, cover the school my kids go to. Lord, pray, I pray for the teachers this morning. Lord, I pray for my family members. Lord, I, there's people praying and restraining. What is this world going to look like during that seven years when there's no restraining? And now it's God's time to judge. And not only to judge, the Bible says, the second half of that seven years is not going to be judgment. It's going to be wrath. Wrath. Where God says, go ahead, do whatever you want. And everybody's going to turn on everybody. We've got a job, church. And don't think that we're not doing something right now. You know, we've got to remember sometimes what we don't see is good. How many understand what I'm saying by that? Maybe there was supposed to be a shooting in Denton last week. But we prayed. We restrained. We made decisions. We taught our kids. Are y'all following what I'm saying? What could have happened? 
And then a lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with power and signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among who? Those who perish. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they what? Might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. That they will all be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. As the musicians begin to come, church, this is, we can't just sit back and say, oh, just another shooting, just another tragedy. It didn't hit us, though. But even though we're hundreds of miles away, it almost hit us because someone in our church had a family member that lives blocks away from that school. So it almost did hit us. Church, we can't allow these things to happen and, and just go, oh, just another tragedy. We all need to look inside. What am I doing? How's my walk? Am I making a difference? Am I, am I, am I, am I owning my household? Am I making sure that I preach my, the gospel to the little saints and sinners that the Lord has given me in my house? Amen? Let me know the best ministry that you, ministry you can do is in your house. With those that are right there listening to you every day. Make a difference. Put some, put some rules down. Say, say, say listen, we're not going to do this. We're not going to have this. We're not going to stand for this. Stand up for something. And we're going to sing, when the musicians get up here, that, that worship song again. That was a perfect worship song for this message tonight. The, the one we sang during praise and worship. What a, what a, what a leading of the Holy Spirit. Because we need to cry on his name. And, and the last verse I want to read to you is, is the verse we need to do tonight as a church. What can we do? How many would like to know what we can do tonight? What can we do? We can do 2 Chronicles 7.14. That's what we can do. We can humble ourselves. We can pray and seek his face. We can turn from, I can't turn from the wicked ways of that man, that gunman, or, or someone in another city, but I can turn from the wicked ways in my life, whatever the Holy Spirit's leading me to turn from. And you know what that is? The very appearance of evil. The Bible says abstain from the very appearance of evil. Meaning don't, don't mess around with the snake because it will eventually bite you. Don't play with sin. If you're here tonight and you're dealing with some kind of sin in your life and you're wondering, is it really that bad? It's, it's really that bad if you're wondering if it's really that bad. Don't play with it. Because, church, there, there's no difference between what that man did and what you could do if you weren't saved. Does anybody believe that tonight, that we could be just as lost and messed up as that person who, who did that horrible thing if it wasn't for Jesus Christ stepping in in our lives by the grace and the mercy of God? Amen. Maybe there's somebody in this church, not who's going to do that, but is in a dangerous place. Is heading down the wrong direction. Making the wrong decisions. 
We do all those things. He says, I'll hear from heaven, and I'll forgive their sin. I don't know if you heard me or not. We're going to sing that same song. And I'll heal their land. Church, we can pray. We can raise our kids in the gospel. We can be a light. And, and here's the most important thing. We can control what we can control. Don't try to control other people's lives. Don't try to do things for other. Work on your. The Bible says, "Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling." You need to be led by the Holy Spirit on what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. You need to do what the Holy Spirit tells you not to do. You need to listen to those voices, especially younger teenagers and and adolescents and people growing up. People aren't telling you don't do that because they just want to rule your life. They're telling you that because it ruined their life. There's so much out there pulling on you today. Shut some of those things down. Turn some of those things off. Because I'm telling you, the devil is not playing games. And we're seeing that right now. And I got, I got news for you, and I've been saying it for a long time, and I'm not the only one. The Bible says it too. It's not going to get better. Everybody wants the world to get better. I, want, I asked Carla to order me one of those shirts. Normal's not coming back. Jesus is. I want a shirt like that. Wear it all the time. Normal's not coming back, but Jesus is. We're in this place right now in the world because the Bible prophesied we'd be in this place. But church, we can make a difference. We can see a revival. We can see a move of God. And we, we may be able to restrain some things tonight that we might not ever see manifest in this earth, but we'll see the reward in heaven. That God would tell us as a church, you guys stood in the gap and you taught your kids right and you feared the Lord and you sought my face and you did what you're supposed to do. And because you did that, let me show you all the things that didn't happen because you restrained because you held the line, because you did the right thing. How many know it's all going to come out in the light? So we got to do what's right. Father, tonight we thank you for teaching us what your word says about the why. Lord, I have, spread, I have preached your gospel and your word tonight explaining why. Why this wickedness happens, because lawlessness, lawlessness is abounding. But that doesn't make you any less strong, God. You are still greater. You came to defeat the powers of darkness. You came to disarm the principalities of the enemy. But God, we've got to give you that power in our life. We have to surrender to you. We have to die to ourselves. We have to humble ourselves. We have to take this life serious. Lord, we need to not mess around with sin, play with sin, and think we've got time. Or this isn't that big of a deal. Because, Lord, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But you come to give life, and life more abundantly. Lord, let this church stand. Let this church restrain tonight, God. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place, and many watching online tonight, do you know Jesus? Are you a child of God or are you a child of the devil because you're only one or the other? Tonight you can be a child of God by putting your faith in what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. 
He who knew no sin became sin so that you could be the righteousness of God. How many in this place have never put your faith in Jesus Christ? And tonight, right now, you want to put your faith in him. You want to know that if you died your last breath tonight, you'd go to heaven. Just lift your hand up. Put it right back down all across this place. All over this place. Amen. All over. God sees those children's hearts. God sees those children's attitudes. When they, they say, I, I, that sounds good to me. Heaven sounds good. Jesus said, let us become like the children. Suffer the children. Let them become like me because such is the kingdom of God. There's something about a kid's heart. Maybe you're watching online and I don't see you, but Jesus sees you. Let's stand to our feet this tonight and let's pray this sinner's prayer. Someone could be watching tonight that could be in a place of danger. You could be here tonight. You could be in a place of danger. Holy Spirit speaking to you and telling you, listen, listen to the warnings. I'm trying to get your attention. I'm trying to keep you. And you know what? It might not be something that's so horrible, but how about losing some ground? Don't waste your time on things that don't matter. Let's keep going forward. Let's keep living for the Lord. Let's keep loving Jesus and hating sin, populating heaven and plundering hell. Let's say this prayer for those that are watching online tonight. Maybe you're, you're watching and you need Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I fall short of your glory. I need help. Please forgive me. Please turn my life around. I don't want to run anymore. I want to come home. I want to come to your love and your grace and your mercy. Forgive me. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose from the dead. Because of that, I'm saved. Jesus, wash me clean. Make me a new creation. I want to be a child of God tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.